Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Kia ora, good morning. Morena, uncle. It is, uh, well, I was going to say it's... Uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, but no, Izzy managed to somehow get the uh, Queen, oh, I was going to say, well, it's not Queen's birthday, is it? Hey. It's the opposite. Um, <laughs> the King's it's, it's Day a, Off. It's a day off, it's a day off, um, thanks to uh, to the Queen, somehow, in a roundabout way. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, Izzy managed to get out of this. Uh, Kempi, so you got, you got me for the, the morning. Rick Dog. Yeah, how Nothing are you, wrong brother? wrong with that, mate. Yeah, no, I'm all good, I'm all good. Morning, a Rick Dog, yeah, getting in, it was... Uh, Actually, quite nice walking outside this morning. You know, daylight savings on the weekend. Clocks click forward. Woke up. Um, I had everywhere you look, left, right, and centre. Sport was happening, and uh, I had to. I had to turn on Credence Clearwater on Netflix last night just to get the sport out of my head. And went to sleep <laughs> on the couch. So at the end of it, so mate, I had a big, big weekend of sport. Big weekend of sport. Loved it every yeah. minute of it. Uh, and it's not, not. It's not stopping. I mean, like we're, we're in the studio now. We've got five TVs around us. There's live cricket. Australia versus India. There is live football from the UEFA Nations League. There is the the Labor Cup, the tennis between the USA and the rest of the world. Uh, there's NFL just kicking off as well, mate. It's everywhere. It is, and the NFL, like when you're looking at the TVs, because you see the European coverage and you see, you know, the cricket coverage, and then you look at the NFL. The NFL looks like a um, like a PlayStation game. I was going to say, it looks like a video game, eh? It, it does. does. It's like the color and the amount of people that are in the stadiums. Unbelievable! I love I love it when the NFL kicks off and uh, we get to see who's actually going to show up this year and and put the efforts in. But my lots on cricket, lots on. Aussie, India. Can't, man, what about that first man cat of the weekend? Oh, mate, how good was that? How good was <laughs> we that? We talked about that. And then we get one the very following week. So I don't know if you've anyone's ever see, seen. Um, that footage, the Indian, was it the Indian, the Aussies, wasn't it? The uh, India, England. India, England, the, the woman. First yeah. man cad. What yeah. is that called, a woman cad? Yeah, I think we have to call it a woman, woman cad. Um, so the Poms are what? They're, they're nine down, but they need 17 runs off about 40 deliveries. So you'd think they should. I mean, it's touch and go because you've only got one wicket. But, I mean, it's you only need one run every two balls, so it's not like you're really chasing it too hard. And, uh, yeah, the English non-striker backs up too far. Indian bowler comes in and goes, thanks very much. 
They've just changed the laws, and I'm taking advantage of them. Thanks very much. Yeah, for those that don't know what we're talking about, it's the old, you know, when you're playing backyard cricket and you leave the crease a little bit too early as a batsman and you fake the bowl and you take the take the bowls off. Well, that's called, named after a guy way back, I think it was a 1700s, was it? Something like that. The guy Mancad was his name, and they've actually changed the rule last, last week to make it official so you can actually do that because it wasn't, Believed to be in the spirit of, spirit of the game, and you wouldn't believe it. England versus India, and running running down the total England with one wicket in hand, and the Eng- Indian bowlers come flying down the wicket and held the ball. And of course, the English girls left her crease too early, and the bowls have been scarpered, and uh, they've called her out. So, um, all I'd say to that, Rick Dog, yep, is that it was actually passes a rule, and you actually got no excuses. No, there's no, no excuses. I mean, and, and cricketers have done it for a long time, you know, in chases in the short, the white ball game. that They tend to back up when the bowler's delivering to try and get a head start on the run. Fair enough. But if you're allowed to do it, you should be, the, you know, there should be something in the bowler's arsenal as well, right? Yeah, and well, that's right. I thought this, I, I know this will surprise a lot of people, but the English are complaining about it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, the press are having a cry over there. Even Stuart Broad who was part of that England team that won the World Cup against us. And, yep. uh, you know, he tweeted, a run out, question mark, terrible way to finish a game. And there's a guy that I follow on Twitter who is brilliant, loves his cricket. He is the New Zealand commissioner to Sri Lanka, a guy called Michael Appleton, yep. big cricket fan. He, re- he replied to the tweet, a boundary comeback, question mark, terrible way to decide a World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Yes. And that's right. Like I said, you know, you make those rules so you're meant to you're meant to adhere to them. And they've been called out the English first up. Just you'd be gutted if you're a coach. You'd be absolutely gutted. Lave a cup going nuts up here on TV. Looks like geez, that John McIlroy's still fit as a fiddle, isn't he? Yeah, oh mate, he's he's going great guns. Uh, so Francis Tiafoe's just beaten um, Sitsipas, is he? Stefanos Sitsipas. Yes. So that's six uh, one. Seven six, and then they have had a. They're obviously just doing tie break for the third set for the decider, and uh, TFO's won at ten eight. Uh, so that is a win for the uh, for the US against the world team. Yeah, it's all good, eh? Like the uh, like the the golf uh, the golf do the similar thing. The, the tennis are doing it now. I, I raised the question about whether or not you know live the golf, mm. whether they have lived the tennis, and whether they start the you know. Um, start to bring these guys Don't out. Don't give the Saudis any more ideas, bro. Oh, no. Well, mate, <laughs> soccer. Yeah, you've got them in the soccer now. You've got them in the golf. Do they do they actually come back, Rick? Do they come back and take the tennis over as well? Because have a look at it. It's massive, tennis, these days. Oh, it's huge. I mean, we, you know, looking at this Labor Cup now, I mean, it almost looks like you're in a nightclub. The way that they've got the, you know, there's lights everywhere. It's a it's a black court. Everything around it's lit up. Obviously, you know, there's a big crowd, but there's strobing lights across the crowd. There's music pumping as well, mate. It's uh, it, it's like a big party. Yeah, I loved his run too, TFI in the US uh, Open. I was um, hoping that he'd get all the way through, but you know, he's obviously come up, and made a name for himself here as the Europeans and the rest of the world um, give themselves a bit of a bit of a hug about this game. So, mate, this, it's all on again. Monday, yep. everyone might be asleep, but um, 
not around the world. Sport going crazy still. Yeah. Oh, but what else did you get up to on the weekend, mate? I mean, was it just was it just a hit the couch weekend, or did you get up to a few other things? No. Well? No. Well, obviously the NRL finals mm. kicked off. Like I'm talking to my nephew up in England. Like he, he woke up this morning. There's a message on my phone from him on WhatsApp. Just going, how good have the final series been? Like you couldn't, you couldn't have picked it any better, yeah. So you got a Western Sydney Grand Final, mm. like the NRL when they mapped it out in the first round, and they had all these local derbies and you know all these these top eight games playing, and then at the end of it, they said it'd be great if we had a Western Sydney um, Grand Final, and of course it had to work out that way because you go from one end of the draw to the other end of the draw, you've got to get through, and then you're playing each other in the final. And it's played out like that, isn't it? I'm, and I um, had yeah, a bit of humble pie because I thought the Cowboys couldn't get done. I thought they were, you know, shoo-ins to, to win the game. When they went out by eight points on Friday night, I thought... That's it done? It's done. And I thought, yeah, they, they, they... Well, normally they come home really strong and they mm. put the game to bed, but Para just would not go away. They shared no right to, to show up. They lost all the stats and percentages of the first half. But they just wouldn't go away, and it's been it's been like that throughout the whole final series. So it's interesting you say that about the Cowboys because uh, you know I think Vossi was talking about it in commentary, and he said, "Look, you know, the last twenty minutes of um, the game this season, the Cowboys have got the have scored the most points. So you expect them to come good late, you know." And I, I'm a para fan. I'm sat yeah. there and messaging other para fans watching the game, and we got to that point as you talked about, we're eight points down, and I was like. We're not winning this. We're this is we've got. We looked flat. We looked like we were done. And I just was like, oh man. And that, and that's the th- the funny thing about footy is that you've never done like you know. And we've seen that so many times. But the Cowboys got out cowboyed by Parramatta because they are the ones that have come back all this year and got it on the hooter, got the job done. Like even the last one with the forty five meter field goal from Valentine Holmes. So. Um, they'd be very. Oh, they'd be bitterly disappointed. The Cowboys at home. You know, Queensland, New South Wales final, everything stacked up their way for Todd Payton. And then Brad Arthur's boys got just a different story. And, and you know, I'm not talking about the forward pass for the first try. Like, that's the game. And when you re- re-watch that try, it's borderline forward pass. You know, it's not as when you go, oh, he's spun around and he's throwing the ball forward, when it slowed right down. It looked worse because of the spin. The spin and the speed. And yeah. then they signed it down and go, oh, actually, it's borderline. It's, yeah. you know, he could call it, he couldn't call it. So... You know, they took their opportunities. The one that got me was Lane in the, the second try, where he just went through, and he, that that one where he spun and threw it blindly yep. to Sivo, and caught he, caught he caught everyone out. He caught the people watching Tally out, you know, and then that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. So, um, I got to say, Power Armour third team always have been. It's, uh, after Newcastle and the after Warriors. After Newcastle and the Warriors, uh, I grew up watching Parramatta. Um, you know, the Sterling, the Sterlings, the Cronins, the, Rick, the Ray Prices, Bugden, I could name the whole lot, Steve Eller, um, they, in that great era. But it's been since 1986 was the last time we went to the grand final. Rick, I think um, Western Sydney final this week. You know Western Sydney. Mm. You know, Penrith, you've got such a, po- a Polynesian influence out west too as well. Yeah. Man, the, the whole area would be going bananas today. It's going to be absolutely fizzing, yeah. um, Western Sydney, this coming into this weekend. I, it's, that's the other thing, is that, you know, there's, there's just so, so much on this. Um, but here's an interesting stat for you, Kempi. And, you know, as a para fan, you kind of – it's been a long time between drinks, so you, you take everything 100%. you get. We had the Vossi Whisperer, the Eel Whisperer, Vossi. He's called the Eels 12 times this season. They've won 11. 
Um, the the one they lost was uh, was the uh, the the um, play in grand final or the the preliminary, right? That's the only one they've lost. But the other stat that I think as a Parramatta fan you've got to hold on to, as tenuous as it might be. What was the number one movie at the box office in 1986? <laughs> what was it? Top Gun. Yeah. What's the top, top number one movie at the box office in 2022? Is that right? Top Gun. Top Gun. So it's, it's meant to be. It's meant top to be. Gun. Well, it, it, it actually is playing out very similar to last year with Penrith lost the first game. They had to fight their way mm. through the finals, get to the final. They're battle-hardened and they get the job done against South without Latrell Mitchell. Um, and that game on on Saturday night with Latrell Mitchell in there, they jump out to a twelve point lead. For all money, you think they're kicking on? They were playing outstandingly, and then he steps up, Danny Cleary yeah. puts up that bomb. They drop a ball, they get a try, then another one right on half time. I turned it off at twenty four twelve. I was like, man, there's no way you're going to beat them now. Um, but they come up against a Parramatta side that has the wood on them, and I think are a dead set chance of winning the game. So. Um, Yes, I don't know if you know this stat, right? But mm. they've just won the SG Bull, yeah. The Harold Matthews, yep. The reserve grade, mm-hmm. and it'll be the first time in history that they've won all four grades if they get the job done next Sunday night. Well, it's a club that just pumps out talent. Well, they both are, to be fair. I mean, there are so many players that I was like, why did the Eels let this guy go? Why did the Eels let this guy go? Why did the Eels let this guy? Go? I mean, Paul Gallon. Great yeah. example, you know, yeah. a guy that was a ju- Eels junior never got the opportunity. Um, I mean, how good would he have been in the in the, in the blue and gold? Yeah, well, mate, and I I still think you know for me we've got Isaiah Papali and Dylan Brown on the side, um, and the big there's actually a Taranaki boy running around there in there at the moment that didn't get a shot um, till later on too. So hopefully he get, he can get back this week for the grand final um, to put his name in the in the history books as well. But there's a few Kiwis running around for power. Um, they get the sentimental um, vote from me this weekend because I'll be taking off the other two layers and I'll be wearing my mm-hmm. Parramatta <laughs> jersey on, on Sunday night. Thinking about Mark Hoddle. Mark Hoddle, yep. Uh, Jared McCracken's played there. Yeah. You know, there's been uh, Stuart, Stuart Galbraith, remember him? Yeah. Little halfback, yeah, little Kiwi right. halfback. He went there and mate, he's, uh, you know, he was very good for Parramatta back in those days. So, um, I, I actually, when I was a kid, I used to dream about Parramatta. And then when I first went and played in 1988, it's Peter Steele and Eric Growth and Brett Kenny were still playing. How so good. I got to play against them as a as a 19-year-old, you know. So um, they weren't in their prime. Now Pete's were, shoulder would have been well and truly they, hanging off by about then. Yeah, they uh, they were on their, on their outer um, at that stage, but... Still, they're great Eric growth. I've never seen in my time. I still haven't seen a winger as good as him. Yeah, wow. He was he was and and to me is still the best wing I've ever seen in rugby league. Mm. So here we go. That's the uh, NRL grand finals all um, uh, all signed together. We know who's going to go head to head. It's all over in the UK though, isn't it, Kimpy? We're the Super League grand final. What about him, Christian Wolf? All right. So Christian Wolf picks up the job to go to the the um, Redcliffe Dolphins, and by all accounts is the next Wayne Bennett. He's won four in a row. Four Super League titles in a row. Gone over there on the back of a, a Tongan um, World Cup win against New Zealand and Australia and the Poms and just carried on winning. So 
man, I'd, it was a, it was a good run for, by Leeds to get there because they came from I think it was fifth to get through yeah. the final. Um, got young Rowan Smith, Brian Smith's son, Parramatta boys, so they're, they're coaching Leeds at the moment. Rowan Smith getting the job from left field mid mid season. They're sitting in relegation zone, taking them through to the grand final Super League. So he's had a fantastic year. But St Helens, mate, have been the team of the of probably the last five five six years. Uh, just too strong. Oh, too strong. I mean, they're more. I you know I remember watching rugby league from the UK when Wigan was super dominant. Dominant, you know, when they had Chariots of Fire and Ellery Hanley and all those guys. But uh, you know, St Helens are probably more dominant now than Wigan were then. Yeah, and and in the professional era, you yeah. know, Connie Harrell went there from Leeds, um, so he's picked up another title. You know, and and Roby at Hook has been around for Donkey. Oh, man, I'm sure that kid was playing when I was playing. <laughs> like he, he might have been, he might have been coming through the grades, but I, I look at him at Hooker and go, man, you've you've had a wonderful career. But the thing with St Helens, like the, the great thing about St Helens is that they've kept like the Paul Wellens, who was a great fullback for St Helens, on the coaching staff. You know, you look at Sean Long; he's the assistant coach at Leeds, um, and he had that great run with St Helens. So, so they've kept a lot of that good um, dynasty building St Helens side that started with Roby as a kid with the Sean Longs, the Paul Paulie Wellens, the, yeah, the Paul Newloves, the Kevin Iros, and the centres back then. And they've kicked on. They've bought through all their juniors, and they've kicked on. And and Christian Wolf getting four titles, going to Redcliffe, mate, his resume is ready for the NRL. It's ready made for the NRL. So um, these first couple of years that Bennett Bennett's got the got the Redcliffe Dolphins. I reckon Wolf winning Super League. You're gonna. I reckon you're gonna see a, a heap of English players come in and and play at the Dolphins because he's got. I've always said it. I don't know why there isn't. Isn't more Englishmen down here in the NRL? They're big, the beast of beast of men. Like people say, how you know they, they're such big guys. The English, mate, they've always been bigger than us. You know what I mean? And they're built for the NRL. We just don't give them a shot. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the, the uh, take from most fans is that the oh the defence is rubbish in Super League, right? They don't they, the defence isn't as hard. And is this, they, but that's and not they can't true. Def, they can't defend. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's kind of been the the myth, if yeah. you like. I always I always say it this way. Rick, like if you're watching Super League, you're watching the NRL, and you take away the hype of the commentary. So mm. you turn the volume down, and then you put the two games together. It's actually quicker, the English game, and it's a little bit more brutal. You know, so the, the, it's not true. When people say their defence is poor, it is not, it's not true. They play a more expansive type of game um, because that's what the way that they've always been. You know, remember the Harry Pinners who played – Back row for he played for the Great Britain side. Played back row for I think it was Hull and Hull KR. Harry Pinner played for, who was the equivalent to Gavin Miller when Gavin Miller played for the for, for Cronulla, the Sharkies, yeah. and then came into the Kangaroo side. They they were identical. They looked the same. They played the short ball. Um, it's just that Gavin Miller went on captain Australia and was t- talked about in the hero status, and Harry Pinner wasn't. But Harry Pinner was just as good. Yeah, so you know. So you look at Adrian Morley um, coming down here. He's obviously the the biggest one before Sam Burgess um, took that title. But, no, those type of guys, they're dime a dozen up there. I, I reckon what we're going to see over the next 10 years is a, a bigger influence of the English players coming into the comp. So everyone's talking about the Polynesians. No, I think it's going to go a little bit the other way. I think we're going to start going up to England. We're going to see more and more of them come down. Interesting, interesting. It's 19 past six here on uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, Ricardo, and for Izzy. Uh, we've talked about the NRL, the Super League. We've talked about the cricket. We've talked about the Labour Cup. We've talked about the NFL. We've somehow managed, Kempi, to get to this far in the show and not have talked about the All Blacks wrapping up the Bledisloe in the Rugby Championship. 
Yeah, well, I had a conversation with my girl yesterday, and she's talking about the the emotional roller coaster that the All Blacks take the country on. You know, mm. like, you think about it a month ago. We were here waiting for Ian Foster to walk through the door to go on there to see whether or not he held his job. And then on Saturday night, he picks up the championship after picking up the Bledisloe the week before. You know what I mean? And everyone all of a sudden goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to the World Cup. You know, so... Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think this morning we'll talk a little bit more about the All Blacks, Rick Dog. Don't yep. worry about well, that. Well, Is it a false it. economy? Let's do it then. You can't wait question of the day, Kempe. You can't wait question of the day. What is the can't wait question of the day for the Temper Beard Post text machine? I reckon the can't wait question of the day has to be, have you forgiven the All Blacks and are you, are you now on the All Black train to the World Cup thinking that they're going to win it? Have you forgiven the ABs? Is, is all right with the world? The rugby championship champions, the Bledisloe locked away for a 23rd year in a row. Let us know. Double eight, double three. That is the Temper Bedpost text machine. Um, Temper and Bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Let us know. Have you forgiven the All Blacks? It's all good with the world. And uh, Ian Foster being in charge with the All Blacks. We want to hear from you. You're listening to Rick and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.